Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex and the City podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montelongo. What up, everybody? What's going on? What is the 411? What's happening? Are you guys having a great time? Are you guys having a good summer? I feel like I'm having a good summer. I feel like we're having such a good summer that like we might just hiatus. <laughs> it's been it's been interesting we've done photo shoots we just had a pool party it was fun it's been a good summer it's been a really really great summer i think last year in the summer before i bogged myself down so i didn't get to enjoy my summer Hmm. and i think this year my summer started when miley cyrus released malibu yeah and say what you want about miley cyrus and all of your thoughts are completely valid. But for some reason, that song came out. And I was like, I'm on the fucking beach. There's a cool summer wind blowing through my hair. And I'm so happy. And he got me so <laughs> ready. And I'm like, I'm going to have a great summer. No matter how busy I am, I'm forcing myself to have a great summer. And it's been working. I'm having a delicious summer. Beautiful. I love it. I love that. Like, that song, like, legit. The first time I, I heard it, I was like, I don't know what I'm just talking about. It's okay. But, like, throughout the summer, I've been like... Yes, Malibu's on. Yes, <laughs> I like that and inspired. Yeah, I'm really excited for a new album. It's yeah, I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, the sound that she's going for, I'm like, I, I, I'm here with you on this. Yeah. I really, I love it. Go Miley. So, anyways, um, relationship update. How's your relationship? It's going really good. Recently, we were not on the same page about certain things, but then I'm really glad that I have a boyfriend who is understanding and willing to have a conversation. Even if we don't agree with things, he is very much willing to listen to my side about things. And he opens it up so that I can listen to him. Because I know that some people are like, I'm going to listen to everything you say and then shut you down. And he's very inviting and welcoming. And I love that about him. <laughs> and he's super cute. And he's, he's fantastic. Pretty, he's pretty cute. Yes. We're still trying to deal with our differences, but it's delicious. I spent the night at his house. And then, because one of my biggest things is space, especially when sleeping, because if someone's touching me, I can't sleep. Mm. And then in the middle of the night, he just, like, threw his arm over me. And I was like, okay. Until it turned into a fucking chokehold. And it was the cutest thing, but I'm like, do I stay here? Yeah, I'm going to stay here. He's comfortable. I can imagine he's happy. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> he's wonderful. I think my favorite part about him is the fact that if I ever complain about him, I'm like... He's too good. Yeah, he's you too do. nice. You are always like, he's adorable. God damn God it. God damn it. <laughs> you know what? That makes me happy. Yes. If that's what you have to complain about is that he's too perfect, then that's pretty awesome. Cute. Ew, I feel like I'm blushing. You are blushing. Cute. <laughs> Relationship update page. Um, Ed, things are very, very slowly progressing with this guy. We haven't had sex yet because we never have time to spend with one another um but i feel like maybe the next time it might happen i don't know um but i have spent the night a couple of times and he's the same like he's not really like he'll like he'll snuggle for like maybe a few minutes yeah and then and then it's like and break and we're done <laughs> and i was like I, okay <laughs> that's You're like i was having a fun time i was like honestly i didn't i didn't I didn't spend the night so that I could sleep on your hard-ass bed in your cold-ass room. I'm here for the snuggle it, but whatever. It's fine. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that's my relationship status update. And I have um, another update, which is that I can't count. Oh. So, um, all all this time, 
think this whole season, I think we traced it back to uh, episode four yeah. of season two. That So I feel, okay, and I'm going to be 100% real. I really feel like I didn't write down any notes for episode four because it was garbage. And so because I didn't write it down, I just went from whatever the, my last notes were. And so I s- accidentally went back um, an episode. So I've been saying... It's season two, episode three, when really it's season two, episode four. Awkward. So, um, I am fixing this now, and we are actually on season two, episode 11. And that has been double-checked, triple-checked. Yes. Um, it is called Evolution. And, Joe, what is the, the, the recap? Let me tell you what this episode is about, Paige, and fellow listeners. Carrie tries to leave a few feminine items at Biggs. Charlotte can't tell if her new beau is gay-straight or straight-gay. Miranda's body forces her to ponder the future. <laughs> You're so dramatic about it. I love it. Um, so we open with um, an awkward OBGYN appointment, which I'm just putting it out there. They're all like this. They're all awkward as hell. I, I hate it. I'm a man and I cannot speak on behalf of this, but I went with my ex-girlfriend to her OBGYN appointment and I thought it was cool. Her regular OBGYN appointment? Yeah, just wanted She to... wasn't, like, pregnant or anything? She yeah. just wanted you to, like, come along and be like, hey, watch them open up my vagina. I think we were <laughs> hanging out or we had plans. She's like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment. And I was like, okay, cool. Come to that point. We can either split up or, like, I can just go with you if you don't mind. She's like, no, I don't mind because we're super close. And we went and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, oh, do you want me to sit outside? She's like, no, I don't care. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then she got nervous about her doctor. And I was just chatting it up with her the entire time. And it was great. And then she was like, and then during it happened, like, there was things going inside of her vagina. She had to feel her boob and everything was cold. And she was reacting. And I'm over here just like, can you keep it down? Me and your doctor are trying to converse right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was the greatest thing ever. And I was like, that wasn't so bad. And she was like, you didn't have anything cold or slimy inside of you. Yeah. And I was like, girl, just give me two years. I'll be there. And sometimes, like, it's so bad that you bleed for a couple of days after. Ooh. Yeah, it's bad. It's awful. I hate going to the OBGYN. Um, I'm sorry that God hates women. Me too. Let me tell you. <laughs> tell me. So I went, um, so when I had, I, did I tell this? I feel like I told you this story, but I don't know if I told it on the podcast. So I had the hardest worry. time with that where I'm like, did I say this to you or, or did you say this to me or did we say it on the podcast? Or did we say it right before we recorded the podcast? Yeah, it's so hard because there's things I want to bring up. Like, oh, well, how did this go? I'm like, I don't want to mention it on the podcast if it's something we didn't talk on the podcast and then just throw your right. business out there. But also what if it can help out the situation? Oh my God, yes. And I will fully be like, I don't want to talk about that. So you can absolutely throw my shit out there if you want to. Um, I don't remember if I told the story. If I didn't, then, like, skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, Girl, you know the story's not going to take 30 seconds. It's going to take six minutes. No, it's not going to take six minutes. (laughs) Sorry. No, so I went to the OBGYN because I had an infection from from the tonsillectomy. Mm -hmm. Because when I take antibiotics, it tends to, like, lower my immunity, and then I end up with a yeast infection, which is the worst. Um, So I went to the doctor... And um, this was a few weeks ago, and 
they didn't have like the regular doctor wasn't available and so i went to the nurse practitioner who is this like old lady hell yeah who is like so cranky with life right now hell yeah and it's hysterical and so she's like yeah it looks like you know you have a um a bacterial infection and a yeast infection so you know we'll give you stuff to take care of that what kind of soap do you use and i was like um dove sensitive by the way they're not paying me to say this and she's, but if you want to pay us, yeah, but if you want to pay us, then we're probably accepting all sponsorships. Yeah, and then we're done. PayPal. Um, so, so I was like, um, Dove sensitive, and she's like the body wash or the bar soap, and I said the body wash because it's 2017. <laughs> and and she legit says to me, she's like the body wash is horseshit. I'm like, excuse me, it's what now? And so. She's like, you have to use the bar soap. It's cleaner for you. Tell your man to use it too. And I'm like, I, I actually haven't seen his. We're not ri- okay. <laughs> she wouldn't. She would not let me finish a sentence. And I was just like, okay, that's yeah, that's fine. Okay, I just want to. I'll say okay. It's okay. And, and then when I went to the pharmacy to pick up the um, prescriptions. It was a new pharmacist, and he's, like, super young and feels like he needs to explain everything to everybody. Ugh. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I've, like, I've taken antibiotics before. Like, I know what I know what the deal is with this. And he's like, okay, well, just to let you know, um, these antibiotics do lower the uh, potency of certain birth control methods. So if you're on the pill or something like that, you might want to double up on, like, use a condom. And I'm just like, actually, I'm not, we're not really there yet. We're... Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm embarrassed now. That's super awesome. But cut to um like almost a month later and Dove bar soap is actually way better. Like my skin feels amazing. Yeah. I'm, so you can eat a fucking dick yeah. and I use bar soap. I had no idea that it went, that it was like this. Like I haven't used bar soap since I was a child because like body wash. body wash. Yeah. So that was not 30 seconds, but I feel like it was close enough. Well, that girl had it right. Have you seen your vagina? Um, not lately. Because I feel like there's this thing. Because, like, my mom had, was telling me this story because we're super close. And she was like, no, bro, I didn't see, like, my vagina until, like, I was 30-something. Just because, like, something that you just shy away from. You're like, okay, I know it's there. I know the business. I know how to take care of it. But I don't have to, like, see, see, it, it. see it. Yeah, and I'm like, that's weird. Because there's not one gentleman ever that has, that not, has like, not seen his penis. Right. Like you, the, the, well, I mean, to be fair, it protrudes, so it's a little easier for you guys. True. Oh, but it's it's weird. So, um, when I like ladyscape down mm-hmm. there, obviously ladyscape, I love it. It's <laughs> like a band. It's like manscaping, but not. I get it. <laughs> um, I tend to sometimes use a mirror because, like, clearly. It's a little difficult to see down there and make sure that, like, there isn't some giant patch that you missed out on. And so I've seen it in that regard, like, a lot. But I don't really, like, necessarily be like, I'm going to sit down with a hand mirror and check this shit out. Why not? I mean, I know what's down there. Like, I... And this goes back to, like, what we're talking about when, like, you and I discuss, like, sex and different, like, you like to see things. And I like to feel things gotcha so for me it's not like like i don't need to like look and be like okay that's where the x marks the spot i need to feel that shit out gotcha and so i don't feel like it's necessary to like 
examine it. That's fair. I had an uncle who one day got really, really drunk and he was telling us this story. And it was said to him, he was like, I was curious about my body. He, he was an adult. like He was like 40-something. He was like, I was curious about my body. And I grabbed a mirror. And then I looked at myself from this angle. I looked at myself from this angle. And then I set it on the ground. And then I squanched over it. And I had looked at my entire body. And I was like... And when I was hearing this, like, I was like 12. And I was like, what? Yeah, you're that's like, that wild. sounds like a perfect plan. That does. So then I got to know my body every in and out. And I was like, this is cool. <laughs> wow. And so I'm just curious, like, the, the if people, like, take time to, like, just look at themselves and, like, just see what's going on. I feel like people who are more comfortable in their bodies will. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are certain people that are very uncomfortable with their bodies, like, mutual friends of ours that will legitimately be like, nope, no. I'm not, I, you know, I know that it's clean and it's fine. And like they're, they have like no interest in it, which I do like feel like is a little sad because you should at the very least be able to like pick your clit out of a lineup, you know, like if you don't even know what it, like somebody should know it. And I feel like your, your significant other knows like people, like people that have like gone down on, you know, exactly what it looks like. Like, they know exactly where that freckle on your ass is, so why don't you? You know? Have you been talking to my boyfriend? <laughs> Everybody's got freckles on their ass. I think I could identify my butthole in the lineup. I think I could, too. Hell yeah. Yours, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. going to be a new Twitter question. <laughs> Do you think you'd be able to identify your, your own butthole? asshole in the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? Speaking of segues. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Miranda's ovaries lazy. That's why she's there. Um, just like her character development. Just like her character development. She, and she says, it's so sad because she says that she's going off the pill because Steve's no longer around anymore and she doesn't need to. And I'm like, mm, come on, Steve, come back. And my favorite was she was like, I don't need a daily reminder that I'm not having sex. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Which it has other benefits to for yourself. It does, but like... If it doesn't have any benefits for you, it's not great. Right. Like, I personally cannot be on the pill because it causes severe depression. Ooh. All of them do. And I didn't know this until I went off of the pill when I was in my early 30s and I had been on the pill since I was 16. But it was, it really That's sucked. your life at that point. Yeah. No, I know. It was really bad. I, um, because I really, like, pushed not wanting to go off of it but they wanted to make sure that I didn't have like polycystic ovarian syndrome or something like that and so they were like go off of it for three months and a month and a half in I swear to god I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I was like damn I have all the same problems but they're really not that dire anymore like it really feels like this is the equivalent that I use with everybody who like says that they don't understand depression or don't understand it is that you don't necessarily feel it until it's gone it's like wearing false eyelashes. Like when you first put false eyelashes on, they're a little heavy, but they're fine. They're doable. And then you forget. And then once you take them off, you're like, holy shit, I forgot how wide I can open my eyes. <laughs> and it's so the same with depression. Once the depression's gone, you're like, fuck, I forgot that life was like this. Like this is all like candy and rainbows and shit. Like this is not as tragic as it feels it feels like there is like legitimately a weight on your soul and having it not be there is t- 
totally worth maybe occasionally having to take plan B if something happens. But other than that, I'm just like, you know what? Condoms are great anyway. So fuck it. So sometimes they have good benefits, but sometimes they don't. I like that. And while this is happening with Miranda, Carrie's having her own issues with Big that she's not addressing until after she tries to solve it on her, by herself. And it's the conundrum the fate that every couple faces is when do you start leaving your things at each other's places? Which I it's really difficult for me to to answer this question. Like I feel like it's so varied. What do you think? Um my previous relationship that never became an issue is kind of short-lived for that this current one we still i don't leave anything at his place he's never left anything at my place but we're both boys so we can borrow each other's stuff so when like if it comes yeah, to clothing or stuff and as we discussed previously we still i like he'll use my toothbrush or i'll use his toothbrush which you don't agree with but so gross. <laughs> but it happens and then after that we're like well what else do you we don't wear makeup the hair products is fine we can use each other so it's not yeah i feel like it's much more of a girl issue yeah but here's the thing and i don't i've never in my life felt felt it necessary to leave shit at someone else's place no matter how close we were unless i was living there Mm -hmm. like if you have to be somewhere specific the next day which let's face it carrie doesn't Carrie has nowhere to be. Carrie has nowhere to be the next day. She does not need this. Like, she doesn't need to to have a blow dryer at Big's place. She does not need to have tampons at Big's place. Be a, be a red-blooded American female and keep that shit in your purse. Because what if you're at a restaurant and you get your period? What if you're literally anywhere else and you get your period? You do not need to be keeping tampons at a dude's place. I thought that's, that's the one thing I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Why that you would have tampons there? Like, some people get it early, some people get a late. Like usually you know your days, but what if you don't and you spend the night? You don't just want to be out. You literally always keep something in your purse. And I'm like, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And then Carrie's problem is that she was carrying too much stuff in her purse. She had to have a giant thing. She had underwear, she had stuff for her hair, she had tampons, she had like, right. perfume. Which you don't need. Like, her hair is super long. All you need to do is throw that shit up in a bun, go home, and fucking take a shower. Yeah. She it's, has nowhere to be, so she has no excuse. Right. And literally, like, and there are girls that, like, do that anyway. Like, we have a mutual friend who, like, she takes her wallet and her phone with her everywhere, and it's totally fine. But she has a bigger purse that she keeps, like, in her car. That has everything in it. And I legit mean everything. It has all of her makeup. It has everything. But that's her That's her deal. And that's how she likes to live her life. And that's totally fine. But I... Like, I don't know. I can't imagine being like that. If, if I makeup is that big of a deal for me, then I'm keeping it in my purse anyway. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's with everything. Like, literally the only thing that I could say that would maybe be good to have at a significant other's place is something to sleep in if you don't like sleeping naked. But then you just borrow their stuff. You can, yeah, and you should. But I'm just saying, like, if you really are, like, one of those people that's like, no, I need to sleep in my stuff or whatever, like, that's literally the only thing that I can think of. And granted, I haven't been in, but no, because even when Chad <laughs> and I were dating, um, 
when Ted and I were dating, like, I literally didn't keep anything at his place. I didn't even move into his place until after we were married. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately didn't have anything over there ever. I didn't have a drawer. I didn't have anything. And I didn't ever think to ask for it or ever think that I needed it. I can't... I don't have enough things to be able to just leave them at someone else's house either. Right? I don't like, have, like, spare fucking toothbrushes and, like, hair combs. Yeah, and, I need like, what I, I need when I yeah. ha- whenever. And usually I'm not there at right. my boyfriend's house, so I need them where I am. Yeah. And, and like, I can't leave a pair of jeans at his house because yeah. I need those jeans. I think I have, like, three pairs of jeans. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. So I feel like this, this is weird. We may need... Um, other opinions on this. I'm going to start leaving stuff at Challenge House and see what happens. Yes, do it. See what happens. He's going to bring it to you in a Barney's and Company bag. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Gorgeous. Though. And I'll be like, "Where? what did you buy from Barney's and Company that you also didn't include that in the bag? Right. Um, so the girls are gabbing, as they are wont to do. Um, and I, I have my note written down here. Why is this show so anti-scrunchy? Like, because there is an episode later with Burger, I think, where, like, he's writing about a woman that's wearing a scrunchie, and she was like, nobody wears a scrunchie anymore. And... Because they're high-class women. And not girls who still wear scrunchies. Yeah, like, and I get it, but at that particular point in time, scrunchies were everyone's jam. I don't care how snooty you were. Like, scrunchies were the shit. Like, I had a crushed blue velvet one, and it was Ugh. fantastic. And I wore it everywhere. Like the and, Heathers? Yeah, exactly. Just. But it was crushed velvet, so it was so much hotter. Oh. But it was just, like, it was it was the thing to have. Like, I get that, like, higher class, whatever, but no. Like, they're so anti-scrunchy about stuff. They're like, ew, there's a scrunchie at his place. Like, first of all, why didn't he throw that away? As a guy, I would immediately be like, I don't need this. Bye. Bye. Maybe he hasn't found it yet because guys are disgusting. Don't yeah, clean. maybe Miranda's going through shit. As women are wont to do. It's true. And then Charlotte brings up her own drama. Yeah, so Charlotte is um, seeing a man who could be gay, who could be straight. Who knows? Um, But I love that he's played by Dan Butterman uh, from The Birdcage, from Judging Amy. Um, He was, like, legit some sort of crazy, like, network TV darling back in the day like he was I think he was in Caroline in the City too like he was out like he was like my like preteen jam uh, like as soon as he gorgeous. showed up I was like oh my god him <laughs> and Joe's like who and I'm like I don't remember his name but he's cute and then Paige listed off all these things I'm like what is that yeah what is that yeah what is that so before your time <laughs> I said that I told someone I made a reference and someone who was, like, 20 years older than me was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, it's before your time. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> and they just looked at me so questionably. <laughs> and I was like, I like old stuff. Old stuff. Old stuff. I was going to say shit. And then cool. I was like, no, let's, let's bring it back. <laughs> let's censor myself. Let's so then myself. Charlotte is dealing with, like, a, okay, well, is he gay or straight? To which I was like, what if he's bisexual? What if he's both? Yeah, and I was like, they didn't do that back then. It was the 90s. <laughs> it was the 90s. You're either gay or you're straight. And so then the girls start gabbing of whether this gentleman is a straight gay man. Right. So he is a male who likes males, who is who plays football, who does this, who does that. All straight male stereotypes. Or is he a gay straight man? So he still likes females, 
but he's feminine. He's surrounded by fashion and culture and food. So it's a straight man with taste. Yeah. So basically, like, that, I feel like they were basically just saying what a metrosexual was (laughs) or what a hipster was now. Ugh. Disgusting. Yeah. And so that was the eternal mystery that leads Charlotte on her quest for this episode is to figure out whether he's gay or straight. Mm hmm. Which Um, means nothing. Right. And I love the, um, there's a part where she's talking about how she's doing stuff at, like, she's leaving stuff at Biggs, and she was like, and I did a number two at Biggs, which I'm like, what's wrong with you people? I don't under, Liv, please explain to me the fact that, like, there are certain people that, like, can't poop in certain places. First of all, I think that I pooped at Child's house within a month of dating him. And that wasn't me holding it in. That was me just like, I have to poop. I'm going to go poop. I don't give a fuck. I'll poop wherever. Yeah, I will. I'll poop wherever. I don't care. If I have to poop, like, listen, like, I have my gallbladder out. If I got to poop, it's not, it's not something I'm holding back. Mm-mm. Hell to the no. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I just want to hear back from people, like, how long did it take you before you could not, because you're not pooping in front of each other, but... Until you can poop in the same same house. Yeah, I don't... I feel like it's just like, whatever, who cares? But yeah. All these girls were making a big scandal. They were making a huge deal about it. And I was just like, really? Y'all are constipated. (laughs) Yeah, because they were talking about how Miranda went on a weekend getaway with a guy. And the entire time she didn't poop. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, how? (laughs) First of all, I eat too damn much. So yeah. I'm going to need to poop to make some more room. Mm. And then two, if I'm on a weekend getaway, I'm traveling other places. I'm going to be snacking. I'm going to be munching. I'm going to be eating. I'm going to be having whole meals. And I'm going to have to take a 40-minute break to poop every single time. <laughs> Love it. Um, so with this, as they're talking at the bar, um, one of uh, Samantha's old bows shows up who broke her heart, apparently. And I love this because we have another 90s classic actor, which is John Shea from Lois and Clark. He played Lex Luthor. I got so excited. I was like, oh, it's Lex Luthor. Once Paige told me it was Lex Luthor, I thought of Superman Returns, where <laughs> Kevin Spacey played Lex Luthor. Because it was funny, he put on this front that he was in love with this older woman, so that when she died, he could have his fortune and he could buy an island or whatever. And then I was like, oh, this is how it starts. This is how it <laughs> this starts. Is how it starts. Lex Luthor started dating Samantha Jones. Ah, perfect. And then she died and left him his estate. Bam. Perfect. Yep. No, it's John Shea. He's great. He was, he's legitimately like one of my favorite Lex Luthers because he was so like good looking and charming and smarmy all at the same time. Mm. It was great. I loved him. He, him and um, Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville are my favorite Lex Luthers. How do you find time for all this television? <laughs> I used to be unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I had a lot of, a lot of free time. Plus, most of this stuff came out in the 90s. Like, it was homework or watching Smallville. Do your homework. No. Do your homework. No, not when I can be watching John Shea, like, fuck up Dean Cain's world. Are you kidding? You're disgusting. Oh, it was so good. That (laughs) that show was so good. And I guarantee you that it has not held up. I guarantee you that that if I watched it right now, I would be like, what is this horse shit? 
I swear well, we're gonna to say God. the same thing about Riverdale in 20 years. Truth. We're gonna say the and same thing about Riverdale you. in like two days. And they're gonna say the same thing like with the Riverdale new generation. And then we're gonna be like, ugh. Gross. Old Riverdale was terrible. Was Why would they terrible. make a, like, a new spinoff series? But yeah, so anyway, um, he broke her heart. And um, she decides to go and say hi um, and disappears. So, um, and I really, so the next scene, I really appreciate this because Big comes over to Carrie's and hands her the Barneys and Company bag. And she's like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh, just some stuff that you left it at my house. And I was like, ah, got her. Got her. <laughs> and I, but I will 100% give Carrie credit in this moment because she does attack the problem right away. She's very direct about it. Normally, she would just pussyfoot around this shit for the Correct. whole episode until at the end, she was just like, I just want to leave stuff at your place. And then the problem would be solved. She talks about it. And to be fair, Big is a dick about it. This is fair. But also, when Carrie takes one step forward, she takes two back. Truth. Because she didn't ask Big if she could leave anything in his house. Yes. She just started leaving stuff. Yeah. And expected to be expected everyone to be fine with it because she expects everyone to live according to her, her rules, which is not how life works. Fair. And then Big brought it back, and then Carrie was hurt, and then Carrie made it a problem. Mm-hmm. And then and then she started being direct about it, to which Big was just like, "Oh, that's what you're trying to do? Well, I don't like. I don't know why that's necessary." Which is what we said. Right. Fair. He is kind of a bit of a jerk about it because normally he's very much like, "Oh." Okay, well then do that then. Like, usually he's totally fine with it, but... But this is something that's actually part of Big, because even in the movies later on, this is still an issue that he has between, like, the shared space and then his space and her space. True. Yeah, So I think that could just be a characteristic of Big, that he doesn't like sharing his space. He's an individual, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, too, because I... Now that I have my own space, and I've, like, had my own space for, like, a year, I'm, like... I'm... There's certain things that I'm just like, "Mm -mm, no, there's no, it's like you, I have 433 square feet and if you're taking up an inch of it, it damn well better be your notebook for this podcast and that's it. (laughs) Like, I swear to God. That's anything where to keep my notebook in (laughs) You told me to. No, I'm like legit though. Like, I'm like, that makes sense and it's fine and now I have a cute little bookshelf for it and it's totally, like, it works, but like... If it was anything else, I'd be like, why are you leaving your shit here? Like, I I won't call her out on it, but a friend of mine had to uh, vacate a hotel uh, while she was out of town. And so I had to actually go and get her stuff for her. And I didn't feel comfortable leaving it in my car. And so I brought it into my apartment and I was like, this is taking up way too much fucking space. I'm like, I'm not to put this on the porch so that I can clean my apartment. Why is this here? I hate this. Why? Like, come and get your shit. I was, like, so done with it. I was so not okay with it being in my apartment. And, like, I think that's how I'm pretty much always going to be now. So I kind of feel for big. <laughs> I feel so bad because um, my best friend's mom let us use her house to have a garage sale. And then we're going to come back and do another garage sale the following weekend. But we just got busy. And she texts me, like, twice every week. She's like, hey... When are you going to get your stuff mm-hmm. out of my garage? Hey, and I'm like, and I'm, it's oh, it's not me trying to brush it off. I'm always like, it's not going to fit in my car. I have right. a 
two-door Honda Accord. Like, things will not fit in my car. So then I'm always waiting for the other person to help me out. Or I'm like, do I have a friend with the truck who can help me? And then I just get busy, so then I just don't. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know that I'm garbage. <laughs> I think I was supposed to do that today, too. And oh. I did it. Whoops. And then I'm like, oh, I'll go get it Monday. And I'm like, no, mon Monday I work early. Tuesday, Tuesday I work early. Wednesday. Wednesday, the people who could let me use their car to go get the stuff are or busy. Are And I'm like, okay, well, then I'll, I'll the weekend. And then I'm like, nope, I have the final show. Yeah. And then and I'm And then you're out of town. And then I'm out of town. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm the worst. <laughs> I am actually the worst. I apologize to anyone who did me a favor because I probably was ungrateful. Damn it. <laughs> bitch. Oh, man. So, um, anyway, so we cut to back to um, Samantha's storyline in which she has a revenge fantasy that she is going to go out with Lex Luthor, um, fuck him, or not fuck him, almost fuck him, and then, like, leave him high and dry and be like, ha, bitch, did it. And I, I feel like possibly this is the first time when I first watched the show, um, that I had heard about the idea of revenge fantasies. And I am a terrible person because they're the best thing ever. You're the worst. I am. But you know what? At least I'm not like going at it in real life, like actually ruining these people's lives. But I swear to God, sometimes when somebody crosses me or if I get cranky, it just it's so nice to just like imagine them tripping into the street and getting hit by a bus or something like oh it's great you're wild oh it's so awesome and you're just like whoa yeah fucking get it and then you're like okay back to reality just kidding <laughs> but i love it i love the idea of revenge fantasies please everyone send us your favorite revenge fantasies instead of bad dates now <laughs> it would be so awesome we could make a book out of it. I feel like revenge fantasies are nuts. I'm in. Um, so Charlotte is still concerned that the dude that she is maybe having sex with, or not having sex with yet, but like seeing is gay. And so she brings in the team of Carrie and Stanford. Stanford. Stanford's back. Yay. I love him so much. I love much. Stanford. And he's so cute about like trying this guy's um like pastries because he's a pastry chef in chelsea so oh maybe he's gay um and just like being overall adorable i love stanford um but they can't really make a decision on whether or not this guy is straight or gay either and um gay i just i have to say and i'm again I'm a, I apologize if I've said this already because I feel like I have gone off on this already, but I'm doing I'm gonna do it again because it, it still bothers me. Do it. Um. So he goes to kiss Charlotte, but kisses her on the forehead. She tries to go in for like a real kiss, and then he like avoids it and kisses her on the forehead. And I feel like, and I feel like maybe this is because I'm short. Yes. But I feel like forehead kisses are demeaning as hell. And I hate them. I hate them so much. But on the other flip side of it, I think that maybe it's just the idea of, like, who is doing it. Mm -hmm. Because for the most part, my whole life, I've been like, no, if you kiss me on the forehead, fuck you. Like, that's like kiss of death. I hate you. You're a jerk. 
Um, but I don't really mind when my new dude does it. It feels nice. Isn't that weird? No. I think it's, it's fair. It's so weird. Because normally I'm like, fuck you. Forehead kisses are demeaning. I'm an independent woman. Fuck off. Like, Until I it feels so, too good. And then, like, but no one, like, he does it. I'm like, oh, I'm cute. <laughs> it's so weird. It's I'm telling weird. feminists that you gave up. Okay. I think it's cute. I like forehead kisses. I like forehead kisses between, like, equal good people, like, if you kissed me on the forehead, I wouldn't have a problem with it. If somebody else did, I would be like, what are you trying to say? Right. Like, because we have an understanding. And I think that's where, what it comes down to is the people who do it. Because I kiss my boyfriend's head all the forehead all the time, and I hope he doesn't think that it's like a power play or like a I'm better than you thing. I'm like, I just like, I think they're cute. I like yeah. that. I, I wish just... he would kiss my forehead more, but I'm too damn tall. You are too damn tall. It's cute. He's like a foot smaller than I am. Yeah. He's, he's pocket size for your convenience. He's I so cute. You. I'm telling you. <laughs> You'll hear, we'll hear it. Um, but yeah, I just... But I feel like they, they were kind of making a whole like, oh, well, if he kissed you on the forehead, he's gay. Like, oh, is that kind of rough. I feel like, because it was weird, because they made a big thing of it, where she was like, she made like this face, and you were like, um, are you trying to say that like... Gays are the only people that are going to kiss you on the forehead? Well, I was just thinking, like, yeah, of course he's not going to make out with you. He's at work, bitch. Right. That, too. As it's, you know what? And that brings into a really interesting thing, which is, like, PDA. Fuck it. Don't do it. Don't. You can hold hands. That's fine. Could you not call me out? Kiss someone on the cheek. That's totally fine. <laughs> I really, I... If you're going to kiss on the lips, do it a quick peck and then bounce. There is no need for you to be in public putting your shit out there. Never. At no time. No. Unless that's your kink. In which case, have at thee. But also, if you get caught, I'm going to call you out and be like, fucking go somewhere. <laughs> don't put everyone else through this. This is a relationship don't between put, you two. Don't, don't involve me. I have to be here. <laughs> Especially if it's at a bar or something. I'm like, yeah, I could leave this bar. Or you could just stop fucking making out and just recognize that this is a public sphere. This doesn't exist for you. I was drunk. Why do you have to call me out like this? <laughs> no, for the most part, I do, like, agree with you, though. Like, I think, a, like, a quick kiss on the lips or holding hands in public is fine. Anything outside of that is, like, decadent and ridiculous. You know, drunk Paige apparently doesn't agree. But, um, anyways. My favorite of the couples that walk while they're cuddling or, like, hugging. Mm-hmm. Where it's usually like the girl in front, the guy's like behind her, like arms wrapped around her, and then they have to walk like they're fucking penguins because that's not a comfortable place to <laughs> no, walk. No, it's not. And I'm it's just so like, dumb. why are you guys doing this no. to yourselves? Yeah, that's dumb. It's the dumbest thing in the entire world, but it makes me happy because I'm like, they're dedicated. They know that this is uncomfortable for them, for everyone watching. They look like idiots, but they're going to do it because they love each other. <laughs> Wait, so when you and I have like touch tongues in public isn't that a little too much it is way too much but we do it anyway yeah okay just as long as i'm i don't know what level of and the second time we're calling us i would be like can you fucking not do that i'd be like i'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs) just because if i saw that i'd be like listen cut the shit out (laughs) go go leave do weird shit on your own time you're hilarious (laughs) i have strong thoughts about affection apparently that you don't like it. <laughs> uh, so, um, 
Miranda gets so worried about her lazy ovary that she goes out with a guy that she turned down twice before, and all he can talk about is his hair plugs, which disgusting. I'm they're terrible. I was wearing my glasses. I couldn't see anything. You're like his hair plugs. His hair looks weird. I'm like, it's okay. It's terrible. It looks like a doll's. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, it's so they're so bad. Um, so. He's a total dick. Like, but when she starts to talk about, you know, her lazy ovary and how she's worried about it and she might freeze her eggs and she's on hormones and he was like, that goes against nature. And she was like, so does your fucking face. Like, she was so, she was so like railed on him. And what I liked though, that he went off and he was like, do we really want desperate women having babies? And you can have designer this and, like, you can customize your blah, blah, It's just, we're messing with science. And she's like, you're fucking hair plugs, blah, blah, blah. And they're at dinner, and she doesn't walk away. She doesn't throw a drink in his face. She stays there and finishes her dinner. Yeah, she and That does. is the ultimate fucking power move that you can play. It shuts someone down and be like, I'm not going to leave from this space. Mm-hmm. I'm doing fine here. <laughs> you can either stay here or you can leave. Yeah, that's fair. That is That was a good move. I didn't actually notice that, but now that you bring it up, like, that is. That is a really good power play of being like, bitch, I ain't leaving. The book that You're I'm wrong. reading, it's all about this guy doing power plays against women because he's the worst in the entire world. But that's the point is he knows he's terrible and he just likes to break their hearts. And so he just points out, like, this is what you do. Like, you do this, this, this. You do it in a public sphere, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's, yeah, it's a power move. That's crazy. And then you got someone trapped and it's amazing in, in a bad way. Like, right. yeah. it's amazing in the sense I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But it's terrible what he's doing. So now I just recognize him all the time. And, like, I'll just stare at couples. And if, like, one person holds the other person tight, like, too tight, I'm like, power move. <laughs> They're establishing dominance. That's, like, so a People Magazine thing that, like, they used to do, like, when I was... I, like, I never actually had People Magazine, but I would always, like, read it in the in the grocery store line, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. And, like, that was legitimately, like, one of their things where it's, like, who's dominating who? And it was so, like, look... Mila Kunis is like two steps ahead of, you know, Fez from 70s show and she's pulling him along and so they're having trouble and I'm like, damn. Damn, you got all of that. It's true. It's true. Like, it's true though. Yeah, body, like body language stuff is so intensely true. Like you can get somebody to do what you're doing like by just very, very subtle things. And it's crazy how it is. And if they like you and if they're attracted to you, they will start mimicking you unconsciously. And, like, if you start, like, putting your, like, body language more towards them instead of, like, you know, facing the bar or, like, whatever, like, it's totally a thing. And I love it. I've been spinning in my chair this entire time away from you. I know. And it bothers me. <laughs> Mostly due to the sound quality. I'm like, could you maybe not? It's like, it's on the chair. <laughs> you need to stop. We need to go back to the bed. Ugh. Uh, I need to go to bed. I'm tired. Yeah. I know. Um, they did have... <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know I'm sorry. Not like, I know you're awful. It's not what I meant. <laughs> Uh, I did make a note that they did a dissolve from Charlotte, I think Charlotte's bed to, um, Samantha's bed. 
and it was pretty good. It was delicious. Like, I have to say, I'm like, okay, whoever the cinematographer is for, for this particular episode, good for you. It's time they set their pussies up. That was amazing. Right? That was, I, there was no jazz. It was great. And it was great. And it was Charlotte and her gay guy friend, gay straight guy friend, like falling onto bed to have sex and their head hits the pillow and it just swoops up and it's suddenly the bed that Miranda and her guy are on because yes. they fucked. Oh, so good. And it goes from nighttime to daytime. Everything's gorgeous. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful. It was. Good for them. Like, I'm I'm proud. I'm a proud mama. Good job, Darren. It wasn't Darren. No, it, it was. Cindy. Of course it was Cindy. <laughs> Cindy shit back. <laughs> Poor Cindy. Um... I do love the fact that they still can't really deal with whether or not he's gay or straight. Even after she has sex with him and she's like, this is great. He's perfect. He's wonderful. I love him. Me. But then he can't kill a mouse. Could you kill a mouse? I would not. First of all, that's not the trap to buy. (laughs) He has one of those ones where it's just a sticky so, like a sticky surf, pad, like a sticky pad, so that they get stuck on it, and then they starve to death and they die. That's fucking awful. They shouldn't actually sell those. That's so so terrible. They should either sell the old school ones where it snaps his neck really quick, and everyone's a winner because then you just throw out the whole thing, or the ones where it's like completely enclosed and like just a little thing pops up, like hey, you got a mouse in here, throw the whole thing away. Oh, it's Those, a condo. It's a poison condo. Not even a poison condo. Like it's literally one that will like it's completely all encompassing, and it goes in there to get whatever it smells, and it like snaps their neck in there, and then you oh. just throw the whole disc away. It's great. Ooh, I understand those. I've seen the poison condos. Yeah, the poison condos, I think, are more for, like, roaches and, like, ants and things, right? I think you can also use them for large critters. I don't know. Well, either way. One time I got stuck in there. Stop it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Based off my personal experience, I can tell you that they're for larger critters as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, those are the ones that I would use. Like, if I had a problem, which I'm not going to have a problem she looks around the room nervously in this apartment like i don't think that that's going to be a problem i'm up a little too high for rodents um it's not a problem in new york in new york you can be in the penthouse and you still have rats that's because everyone below you is garbage that's because new york is fucking disgusting yes that's true um but charlotte can't kill the mouse either and so she dumps him because somebody's got to kill the mouse and it's not going to be in the relationship her. and she's not bitch enough instead of asking who wears the pants in the relationship be like who kills the mouse in the relationship i think that that's a way better way of saying it i like it because i don't so at work i have no problems we have spiders all over the place um and i don't have a problem killing spiders i don't care mm-hmm. but one of the one of the girls has a super huge problem with it she hates spiders she freaks out around spiders like super freaks out and so she's like she'll legit like all of a sudden she'll be like Paige and I'm like spider and she's like yes and I'm like all right come with a tissue hang on like no big deal I can kill spiders without a problem like rodents freak me out I think it's because they move too fast faster than spiders yes but like if it's one spider it's not that big of a deal but like one mouse and you could crawl up your leg and yeah I don't like that I see I'm more afraid of not that I mind, I could I could kill both, but like 
insects always annoy me more because they can have millions of babies at like one time true and i hate that and i have this fear that i'm always going to kill that spider that is the mama spider and it has all its babies on its back and the second that i kill the mom all the babies are just going to disappear in different direction (laughs) fuck that noise (laughs) if it's one single mouse i'm like okay mouse i know where you are i know where you're going that's fine but just millions of tiny little spiders that can then create, procreate and create tiny little spiders. I'm like, oh! Yeah, that's scary. I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like either. thinking about these things. I'm yeah, like, oh. And then I'm just going to feel like something brushed up against my leg. And I'm like, it's the millions of spiders oh that I was talking gosh. shit about. Shout yeah. out. So we had, like, we had ants at work for a while because we're doing construction. And, like, I saw, like, I would see, like, little movement, like, on my desk. And I would be like, <laughs> and, like, kill all of the ants. And, like, after a minute, though, like, I felt one on my leg, and I was like, I can't even be here anymore. Like, once I feel something, like, on me, like, I'm going to be scratching my skin raw all day if I stay here. I can't do it. And I moved to another desk. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, the episode ends, though, on... What is the last note that I have? Um, oh, so, Carrie decides that she's not leaving anything at Big's house, and she's going to be a little crankopotamus about it. And looks in his drawer and finds a picture of them and says something stupid along the lines of, like, I didn't need to leave anything. I was already there. Why is it in a drawer? That doesn't mean anything. Why is she snooping? Because she's garbage. But, like, even without that snooping factor, like, but it is still it's like not that. in a frame. I don't think Big's that kind of person. He's not, but he's not the kind of person that would, like, look in his sock drawer to look at a picture of his girlfriend. It's purely there for the convenience of Carrie being like, oh, okay, he does care about me. He put it there that afternoon. I 100%, that's dead. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Then he's like, Carrie's going to go through my stuff. Let me put this photo of us that was taken somewhere by someone that I magically have because they're not looking at the camera. It's not a camera. It's not. It's a, a production still. It's a production <laughs> still. It legit is. That Big just has. I'm like, why? Okay. <laughs> That's weird. It's really terrible. And then Big was just like, he's gonna, sno- she's gonna snoop through my things. Let's put this production still here. She'll be fine. Right. I. And then she was. And his plan worked. Yeah. Good job, Big. I can't even be mad at that, really. I'd like to be, but I can't be. Oh, I can't be. Watch me. <laughs> so, um, the the next episode that we are going to be recapping is episode twelve of season <laughs> <laughs> season two. I'm I am smart. I know how to do this. I swear. Can you read in French? Uh, I cannot read French. So I'm just gonna say, la douleur exquisite. Oh, gorgeous. I don't know if that's how to say it or not, but that's what, what I'm going to do. And um, then once we watch the TV show, I'm sure we'll hear it four different ways, and then we'll say all four of them during our recap of that episode. I'm not sure that they ever say it in the episode. Oh, gorgeous. Which is interesting. Well, but for that episode, you're going to have to wait a little bit because we're, we're taking, taking a summer hike. <laughs> we're taking a summer break, you guys. We Joe's going on vacation. And I'm a really busy socialite, and it's just really, it's difficult. (laughs) We'll be back, hopefully, three weeks. Yes, so we're going to miss two two weeks, and we'll be back for the third week. Yes. Yes. 
So that's the next episode that we're going to recap, but it might or might not be the next episode that we put out. Surprise. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> so just stick around. Eventually we'll be back with something. <laughs> right. In the meantime, send us your bad days in your revenge fantasies to I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at we swear on Chanel. And you can also um, like us on Facebook. I couldn't help a podcast. And please do so and like all of our cute pictures because we're adorable. Super adorable. (laughs) So um, until next time, guys. Always always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.